Welcome to Media at Risk, a podcast from the Center for Media at Risk at the Annenberg School for Communication at the University of Pennsylvania. In this episode, doctoral student and producer Mira McCammon visits with five members of the Annenberg faculty to discuss what media at risk means to each of them. We'll hear from Barbie Zelizer, founder and director of the Center for Media at Risk, Jessa Lingle, Victor Picard, Diana Mutz, and Monroe Price. Hope you enjoy. What does the term media at risk mean? What obstacles is the global media environment facing today? And in what ways can we come together and reimagine the future of expression? To answer these questions, I decided to chat with some faculty at the Annenberg School for Communication about how they unpack and untangle some of the challenges facing media practitioners and scholars in the current moment. The beauty of Annenberg is that its scholars are looking at the future of media across different platforms, in different countries, and in vastly different contexts. So it's no surprise that in talking to them, I unearthed a panoply of different interpretations of what media at risk means. The Center for Media at Risk came about literally as a result uh, of what happened in our political climate in the U.S. last year. Um, At that time, I was in Finland, um, and I was watching the results of the U.S. election from afar. There was something quite helpful about being uh, so far, Um, although every time I came back to the States, things looked like they were progressively getting darker and darker from month to month. But there was a kind of built-in distance that allowed me to reflect on on the happenings in U.S. politics and the U.S. political climate, uh, and by extension, the U.S. uh, media climate, that I was able to see only because I was so far. And being in Finland, I was at an institute where many of the other fellows were Polish and Hungarian and uh, Lithuanian. And at the time of the elections, uh, the 2016 elections, they all turned to me and they said, well, what did you think? What were you expecting? Why didn't you see this coming? I began to think about U.S. politics and the connection between U.S. politics and U.S. media very much through a kind of comparative um, lens that forced me to give up whatever sense of U.S. exceptionalism still resided in my gray matter. And so I, I began to think this is a moment um, to kind of think about the global media environment and to get folks talking to people who are not like them. And this both includes scholars and practitioners. It includes people in entertainment and in documentary. It includes people in journalism and and digital practice. Um, And it includes people in Venezuela at the same time as it includes people in Sweden. 
And the argument that I felt needed to be at the heart of this was that we're all suffering a crisis of legitimacy. We're all suffering a crisis of credibility. We have done something not so great, uh, both as media practitioners and as academics. It's about time that we join forces and begin to think more proactively, to strategize more actively um, about what media at risk looks like in different locations, uh, in different platforms, uh, at different points in time, and what modes of resistance um, have been central to uh, getting folks to um, more proactively offset its penetration. My name is Jessa Lingle. I'm an assistant professor at the Annenberg School, and I live in Philadelphia. What media at risk means to me in 2018 is a set of questions or problems around how do we know what information is believable? How can we know what information to circulate? How can we adjudicate when we think it is problematic content, when we think it is untrue, or when it's um, becoming viral for, for problematic reasons. So really when I think about media at risk, I think of it as being at risk from media illiteracy. So to me the question isn't so much about identifying content that's problematic, um, identifying content that um, is, is harmful, um, not on an individual level, but a collective level. It's more about giving people the tools to, to do something about that content. So I think a problem, or there was a lot of excitement for a while about participatory culture, about being able to generate new content on, on the internet. And now I think, um, as someone who studies digital culture, what I'm most interested in is not so much how do we produce content, but what does it mean for us to share content? How can we interpret content? And how can we find ways um, where that's just as exciting as the idea of producing it? Um, and all of that is being framed by questions of the internet as a democratic place, the internet as a radical place, um, the internet as connective. So in a way, these questions are, um, are at risk, and that makes it sound like... Um, you know, we're really in trouble or there's a sense of peril, but I'm hoping for ways to think through this question that's more productive, so less diagnostic, more prescriptive, less sort of hand-wringing, and more about getting back to a radical content as a good thing. start with the first question of who are you? I'm Victor Picard. I'm an associate professor here at the Annenberg School and I do work on the political economy of media, which means I look at structural characteristics that enable or constrain different kinds of media, including journalism. My work has an, uh, an emphasis on media policy and media history. I think I have probably a, a broad um, view on the many risks facing journalism. I think the immediate association is often uh, involving state oppression and clearly journalism and journalists are under threat around the world from various oppressive governments. But I think media risk also entails 
structural risks such as what might be referred to as market failure and policy failure, and to be a little more specific, uh, the market failure entails uh, lack of financial support for journalism, and there's a kind of violence to the market that is driving journalism um, into the ground in, in many ways, especially in the United States, but also around the world. And then in terms of policy failure, I think that we could argue that given the stakes involved, that this is such a tremendous social problem, the fact that we are not responding as a society, again, especially here in the United States, um, amounts to a kind of policy failure where we essentially are allowing journalism to wither because it's not profitable, it's not being supported by the market, and yet democracy still requires it. So that, in my view, is a kind of policy failure. Diana Motz, and I'm the Samuel Stauffer Professor of Political Science and Communication. When I think about media at risk, my first thought is at risk of what? And one thing I've noticed not only about myself, but about the media in general at this moment in the political history is they're certainly not at risk of not having big enough audiences, because I think I'm paying more attention to political news than I ever have. Uh, given the tumultuous turns of events that seem to happen on a daily basis. So for me, when I think about the real risks the media face right now, it is, I think, centered around regulation and the kinds of strong reactions that we're seeing to fake news, misinformation, and so on and so forth. And uh, as someone who studied all kinds of new developments as they come along in political communication, I remember a very similar kind of outrage with televised political ads. Uh, people were certain they meant the end of democracy, that people would be endlessly manipulated by them and so forth. Now they seem like, you know, old hat, not a big deal. We're very accustomed to them. But I think every time a new communication technology, like social media in this case, comes out, there's a very strong reaction that is based on fear uh, and a sense of threat. And often um, we go too far in, in terms of uh, enacting regulations and so forth. And I think that's probably the biggest risk media face right now. start with the question of who are you? Who am I? I'm, I'm Monroe Price and I'm a professor in my waning years here at the Annenberg School for Communication. And, and what do you do when you're in this building? I sit in my office. I uh, hope students come and talk to me. I think modest thoughts and uh, I go down the hall and talk to Joe Turo. So I guess I'm wondering what the term media at risk means to you? Well, I think that uh, media is an intermediate phenomenon. So the question is, what's really at risk here? Is a political system at risk? Is uh, individuals' participation in society at risk? Is our, our ability to know 
uh, and be informed about uh, government at risk. And what do we mean by media as, as a portion of that? And here, I've, I've certainly been interested in um, media in various parts of the world. I was just noticing a story in The Guardian about the BBC losing out to Netflix. Because, because it, the, so all these media around the world are in positions of risk economically. Right. They're at risk because humans are turning to other sources of information, good or bad, and the thing called media is, is weakens as a consequence of that. What is the thing called media? I'm still trying to figure that out. There's another thing that I was just looking at and um, want to look at more closely, and that is in 1990, when the wall came down, what did the group of people in the West who were concerned about media think media was as a way of assuring that those benighted individuals behind the Iron Curtain had media? So you can look at a kind of arc between 1990 and now in terms of the creation and support of the thing we called the media that was supposed to play a role and try to determine what happened to those things. So the something that I was interested in at the time was what I called the enabling environment for free and independent media. And I actually wrote an essay about this for USAID. And, and I think that's one of the things that media at risk is the weakening of the, the quote, enabling environment. So what is the enabling environment is rule of law, it's uh, economic security, it's independent journalism, all of these concepts which are constructed and we've come to, to think of them as, as given and, and, and sort of endowed, part of the endowment. And, and I think that's at risk. So if you think it's media require an enabling environment, the enabling environment is at risk and there's a consequence. Media are at risk. One more question. You are in the special position of having been uh, a media practitioner, a journalist, before you became an academic. And so I'm wondering what advice you would give to kind of the next generation of both media practitioners as well as scholars like myself who are trying to make sense of the, the world and the future of media at risk. Well, as a scholar yourself, who was also a journalist, um, I don't think I'm far from the mark in saying don't forget your other half. I think that one of the most valuable uh, blends that we have in the academy are people who have lived as professionals, as occupational individuals, as people within an occupational community um, outside uh, of the academy. And I think that that absolutely needs to drive what we do as scholars. And certainly in communication, that needs to be driving that particular blend that we have between theory and practice, uh, between concept and application, needs to really um, push 
um, the, the, the why it matters behind academic scholarship. Going forward, I think we need more people uh, in the academy who know what things look like in the real world, and we need to be bringing that real world both into the academy um, as well as bring the academy to the outside world. The, the moment, the, the age of um, living in pristine uh, towers is way over. We need to uh, tweak and reset our relevance. And I think that it is the connection between scholarship and practice that is going to make that happen. Whoever you are, whether you're an academic, journalist, netizen, digital rights activist, or anything in between, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you have thoughts or feelings about ways in which media is at risk today. Feel free to record a voice memo on your smartphone and give us your name and any other information about yourself that you might want included, and email it along to media.risk at asc.upenn.edu. You never know. You might just hear your voice on a future podcast coming out of the Center for Media at Risk. We're new, and we're here in Philadelphia, thinking of ways to bring together media practitioners, media scholars, and media organizations in order to define what media at risk means globally, especially in circumstances of political intimidation. We're open to pitches, collaborations, and are always on the prowl for new ideas. So come say hello, whether it's via Twitter, email, or snail mail. Thanks for listening. We'd like to thank Waldo Aguirre, Jessa Lingle, Diana Mutz, Victor Picard, Emily Plowman, Monroe Price, and Barbie Zelizer, director of the Center for Media at Risk. The episode was produced by Mira McCammon and edited by me, Aaron Shapiro. More information can be found on the Center's website, www.ascmediarisk.org. Thank you.